Hello! Welcome to Celibate Vegan Compadres. I'm Chandler Klebs, and I'm here with my compadre and co-host, Monique Lukens. Hello there, friend and compadre. Hello. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, Monique, um, you wanted to talk about the F word, I believe, you mentioned in your message. I do. That's why I said friend. I was... I was going to go into something there, but it didn't happen. Um, <laughs> yeah, the F word, not meaning uh, the friend word, but, you know, the F-U-C pound sign word yeah. that we all know. Yeah, that most people, unfortunately, on online, they don't even use the pound pound sign or whatever symbol. They just spell it right out. And I just have noticed an increase in this word um, over the past, like, years from so many people. I I believe it used to be more of a a cultural thing and also, like, certain parts of the country, I would hear it. In particular, I would hear it in New York City a lot. I'm from Jersey, and people would drop it, but... Now it seems like it's all over the place and it's just so common that no one bats an eye except me. I'm very uncomfortable with this word because, well, I shouldn't say that nobody, because there are people that mind it. Let's face it. The F word, it's a degrading word. Now, I I know that I understand that it's it's all what you make out of it and you don't have to take it to heart. I get that. However, the way it was first invented, at least rumor has it, and even if the rumor isn't true, people still make the connotation that the F word means that two people are just having sex like animals. And there's, you know, it, it's just like raw and there's no real emotion and in fact i would go to say that the f word that you know f words like rapists would even use that word um because it's so hardcore there's really no tenderness in it and some people would say oh well in the privacy of my own home you know i want to say that to my lover and we get turned on by that and you know, I don't want to discredit people from what they tell each other if if they're doing that. Obviously, Chandler and myself were were celibate. Um, but, you know, if two people, as far as I'm concerned, are married, I, I still believe in the celibate marriage. But, you know, just saying that if this is something that they want to say to one another and they're willing to accept the consequences or whatever, then okay. But as far as this word being dropped in public situations, it makes people feel at least me really uncomfortable. And especially when a male says it to me. And most of the time it's not being said to me in a sexual basis. Most of the time it's like, yeah, like, oh, and I said, F this and like, F that. And you know what I'm saying, Chandler. And yeah, but it just it just comes at me so hard because I believe in celibacy so much because I feel that not only is it the logical, sensible thing to do, there's there's spirituality to it. And you and I differ on that because. I sense that I'm more spiritual than you. And I I, I think uh, I would say we would have to go into what it means to be spiritual before we could even determine that. (laughs) Of course. Yes, you're right. You're right. I mean, spiritual, I feel it's not just feeling that there's a God around. It's just, well, I shouldn't have said that it's, it's the value it's, it's valuing life. And I'm not even saying like an afterlife, like life is precious, I feel. But so you do believe that. So, you know, there is that essence of spirituality in you on that. I, I I guess I meant the, the metaphysical, you're not 
so sure about that. Yeah, like yeah, I would say I have respect for life, but it's it's like it's biological life because I don't believe that there are spirits or souls or angels or demons or any of that stuff floating around, you know. All right. So anyway, we agree on that. Biologically life is precious. Yeah. And you know, and we all have feelings and none of us want to feel devalued. And those people that are brought up feeling devalued, that really takes a toll on their life. And those people who felt valued as children and then start feeling devalued as an adult, you know, that's harmful as well. Um, Not usually as harmful because, you know, when you're a child, it's it's harder for you to, um, you know, to understand things. But basically, I really would love for people to think about what they say before they drop this f-bomb and i'm i'm a guest teacher in los angeles and i hear this word constantly in classrooms and what i say is let's keep it positive because i do believe that language has an effect on the energy around us uh if you speak nicely and play classical music to a plant. Experiments have shown that that plant will blossom. On the other hand, if you play aggravating music and always have negativity around the plant, it's not going to do very well. It might start growing very, for lack of a better word, ugly, and I don't like that word, or it may even wilt. I mean, I've I've actually seen this happen. Um... Or, or water crystals. There, there were experiments by this uh, Dr. Emoto. He's since passed away. But he, he experimented with water by giving it positive affirmations and negative affirmations. And then put the droplets of water underneath a microscope at 100 to 200 times the magnification And these crystals that were spoken to so kindly, they look like snowflakes. Whereas the ones where hatred was poured at it, not poured, but, you know, shouted, verbated at it, um, they were really just frightening looking. And I feel that there is a power in language, and that's why... You know, I was in the music business for a while. I still work on songs occasionally. And I'm careful with the words because, yeah, of course, people are going to take things in different ways because that's what art is. But I do feel that the intention is important because, I, you know, the, the old adage, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. I don't think that that's actually true. (laughs) It's not true at all. So how many people have committed suicide just because somebody uh, spoke terrible words insulting them and making them feel bad? Absolutely. So at this point, being a teacher and hearing the F word maybe 20 times a day sometimes, I have to let it bounce off of me to an extent. You know, otherwise I would be dead (laughs) but it's still it's still bothersome and that's how I I try to you know change people's linguistics not by forcing it on them of course they're they're under my care so I have to to an extent you know shape them to speak you know nicely but um but I do it in a way where I'm not like you know, you're bad, you're bad for saying that. I tried to explain, because really that's what it's all about. You have a choice. You could use positive or negative language. Now, unfortunately for adults as they're walking around, I can't do that so much because, you know, once you bring something up, um, people can get defensive and they start getting argumentative and that takes time and then it might not end well. And so I'm careful with, you know, who I who I tell this to, but recently I've been sharing 
what I'm telling you a, a bit and but not making the person feel guilty because a lot of times they really don't think of the meaning behind it, which really is, as I said, it's two people having sex with like really no love at, at stake. And just I mean, to me, it's it's a harsh word. It sounds like it's hurtful. And um, so my my reason for doing the show, along with, you know, celibacy and veganism is we we advocate this lifestyle because of the kindness that it offers to everybody involved and not enforcing like, oh, you're married, you have to have sex or, oh, you have a girlfriend or boyfriend, you should be doing it on the third date or, oh. Uh, you know, animals were here to, uh, to, to be eaten. That's why you have to, oh, or yeah. God said, <laughs> you know, I mean, we have to think what is going to make a positive change. Sometimes tradition is not positive. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. And we really have to look at that if we want to be a positive progressive society. Yeah, well, I have a few things to say about this. For one thing, it's true. People don't think about the words they're saying, you know, and it's it's like, for example, um, the, okay, yeah, here's an example. What in the in the podcasts I do with the guys, we have a tendency to say things like like um and you know, we we do that a lot, and we don't even know why we're doing that. We we say um so much, and it's annoying because we don't intentionally do it, yet we end up doing it. But at least that doesn't have like a negative meaning. That just means a person can't think of what they're saying and needs to needs to think more. But in the case of the F word, to me, it feels like that word literally means rape. It seems like that's what it means. And it's for that reason that I try to avoid the use of that word. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And as you know, um, I'm out here in Los Angeles being an actor. That's my first passion out here. And well, and activism, acting with activism. And that's actually a hard combination if you want to make money, Chandler, <laughs> because most activists aren't making money. So when I when I try to sift through all the muck of the acting world, what I have to do, it's 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 very difficult. And there are occasionally scripts where I'm, you know, there, there's the F word in it. And I say occasionally because you're not able to have that in mainstream TV, but on cable you are. And, you know, I, I take workshops and whatnot with casting directors that, that cast these cable shows. And a lot of times how I try to get around it is I either drop the word or I just say F instead of the F word. Um, and, you know, it, it depends on why it's being said, because I do feel that some characters need to say it. And I have to I have to um, do justice to the character. I mean, if the character is a girl who is. Mm, you know, up to no good or whatever, then, you know, and, and there's like, there's a reason for this, then, okay, I'll say it. Or maybe if she's mad or, you know, if, if her husband is cheating on her or something and, and she says it, you know, out of rage or whatever. I mean, we've all heard people say this in those contexts, but if they're just using it to amp up the eyeballs that are going to be on the show. I don't want to have any part of it because it really makes me feel bad when I say the word, especially if it's used in that context. Well, here's a, so, here's a question, Monique. Consider this. Why would that make the show more popular just because they do include that word? Like, why would that even make sense? That's a great question, Chandler. And it I've wondered that too, because like I said, I've done music before and I, you know, I've, I've gone to elect a lot of electronica events and whatnot. And the moment that the artist says, how the F are you all doing? Like everybody cries out in, in 
all in glee. And it, it makes me so sad. It's like you, you could say something so powerful to change the world. And nine times out of 10, you're not going to get the roars that you will if the art, if the artist, you know, says, um, you know, let's have an effing time. It's and- like that movie Forrest Gump where Forrest observes that dude who's who's saying all this stuff and he just kept using the F word and every time he did, people cheered. And see, that was interesting because Forrest was noticing how people reacted to that guy using that word. And I wondered even back then when I watched Forrest Gump, like, why do they cheer when he uses that word? And I believe that Donald Trump has used it as well. I mean, he, he had a lot of hate um, language during this whole election. And, you know, we already did our election segment. And by the way, December 19th is when the electors are going to make their final decision. So I'm sacrificing my time to tell people to please sign our return the burn.com petitions, because I mean, there is a chance to change the electors' minds. They are supposed to vote according to moral code, according to the Constitution. If somebody is unfit to be president, it doesn't matter if they promised because of their the party they're affiliated with to vote for that candidate. That's not what matters. What matters is that the person can morally do the job. So, you know, I, I just have to wonder why so many people voted for Trump knowing this hate language. And, you know, I I mean, with with the harassment and the assaults, all 25 of them just like dissipated. I don't think that all 25 women are liars and going back from the 1970s. And, you know, the, the people that voted for him, a lot of them proudly call themselves deplorable. Now, let's think about that. In some ways, it's a way to like say, hey, okay, okay, well, Hillary Clinton called them deplorable for for being his uh, being fans. So she started this word, the, the deplorables, and then they take it, they took it on as being a positive. Now, in some ways, it could be like an African American or black person, whatever you feel like is is the the best way because i say african-american but i've been told that people don't like the term african-american anymore they like black (laughs) yeah i i just i just want to be respectful because you know i'd I'd rather not call anybody by any color but you know that's just saying we we all have our ethnicity so if a black person calls another black person hey and they use the n-word everybody knows what i'm talking about right it's like it's because they've turned that word into a positive because the slave owners and whatnot and people who used to down black people, I'll just say it. They used to say the word nigger, you know, and so they've taken this and they've said, hey, you know, we're taking our power back. That's at least how I feel that it's being used at first when I first heard them calling that. To, to one another, I was like horrified, you know, <laughs> just horrified. But now I think I kind of get it. Or if a woman calls each other like, you know, the big B word, I still don't really get that because that used to be used by a lot of men, like putting women down. So I still don't like it. I don't really like men calling each other like, hey, what's up, bitch, or what? I, I, I hate, I hate that too. Not as bad as the F word. Well, considering but, what the so term I'm trying means. to say, like, I think maybe these people, the Trump supporters, took the word deplorable. And they turned it around. But let's think about it. (laughs) Deplorable means like hatred to be despised and whatnot. And I really feel that they should if 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 they really honestly, purely feel that Trump is going to do a wonderful job and, you know, he was the best person. I would I would think that they would really use the use a different word about themselves and. To me, deplorable means people that use vulgar language. And I'm not saying this to be like the mom figure. I'm saying this again because words have power. You know, we 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 can change the energy around us by the words that we use. And 
unfortunately, I feel that there are more supporters of Trump who have used that type of language than voters of other parties. At least this is what I've heard. I will say that the Green Party on online on Facebook when they found out that people were going to write in Bernie that I was attacked with the F word and some really harsh language. So definitely all parties have used language that is not uplifting. But I would say that publicly hearing it, I, I feel that there were more Trump supporters. And I just want to tell them that I I don't look down on the Trump supporters at all. They want to change. But the fact of the matter is positive energy and affirmations and you know progressiveness and you know not believing in lies and whatnot that's really change not saying f the f yes we want trump like that's just not that's not helping anything it's not so i don't like the fact that a lot of the trump supporters still call themselves the deplorables because it just brings back the it, it brings the country down. And again, like, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that everybody who's a Trump supporter was saying the F word. I, I don't want to be biased and and generalized. But I am saying that there there were there were a majority that were very crude during this whole campaign. And I hope that I hope we can slip Sanders in with the electors, but if we don't, then I just hope that things will smooth out and we won't have this harshness from Trump either. So I know I, I kind of went off in a little bit of a different direction, but yeah, if you wanted to yeah. say anything see, about that. See, one of the things that I don't understand, and this always happens, this has been happening the whole year of 2016, Monique is no matter what the topic is supposed to be, whether I'm talking with you or my other co-hosts, it always somehow ends up in politics again. I can't explain how that happens. It's well, I, I, think, I think it's because, too, because politics really run our lives. People might say that they don't want to get involved in politics, but politics really do shape our society. They do. I mean, even... Okay, let me go back to the classroom with the F word. Back in the day, people, I mean, you you could be expelled for saying the F word. And this wouldn't just be in a private school. This would be in a public school. Now the teachers kind of like turn their heads because how many times can they keep um, sending a student down to the deans? You know what I'm saying? Like there is a point where unfortunately it becomes kind of, impossible you know for a teacher to to reprimand every single student that's saying the f word exactly. you try to but exactly. sometimes it's not possible yeah because and why is that because politics it. have gotten involved too some students they can't even be expelled it's not it's it's not a an option so that's why politics always creep in <laughs> Yeah, see, that's the thing is what I don't like about it is that there's not actually something I can do about it. That's the thing about it, you know. And like I respect what you what you do with the Bernie uh, writing campaign and all that. But at the same time, I, I, you know, I really haven't been very optimistic that we'll ever be able to change the system to an extent where it will cause good. You know, I understand. I, I do understand. And the smarter one is, the more negative one can get. Yeah. Um, you know, and <laughs> here I am losing money every time I volunteer for for Bernie. I mean, he's not he's not even asking us to do this. He's been silent. I feel he has to be silent about it because yeah, he said he was going to go, you know, be behind Hillary for whatever reason and but we feel that it would be just to 
to have him because there was fraud at the DNC. There's proof to show that he should have been the Democratic um, nominee. And that's why we're going until December 19th. The, the media tries to shut you down. They keep saying Trump, president-elect Trump. Trump's not president-elect yet because he hasn't been elected until December 19th. So there are a lot of powers that are that are neighing this, that are pushing. And Chandler, you're not the only one. I mean, yesterday I went into the supermarket and I said, would you sign this Bernie petition? And he said, um, oh, I'm actually not registered to vote. And I said, oh, but, you know, you can make a change. I said, all you need to do is get a, uh, a paper down at the post office. And he says, I can't, I work 40 hours a week, six days a week, and I'm, I, I can't. And so, and he didn't say it meanly. He just said it real tired out. He was a young guy. He looked probably like he was, I don't know, 20, 21, 22. Yeah. And you know, that's a very good point, Monique, because a lot of people are really working like that. You know, they're working so much that for that they can't even spare the time to go and register to vote or to vote because that means they're taking time away from their job and it drops their income. And so I think what happens, Monique, is some people like you, you have the guts to fight for this in spite of the opposition, and yet it costs you so greatly. You know, and other people, they they f try to just focus on survival, their job, and what they have to do, because they don't they don't think there's a high enough chance of success and making a difference to make it worth the sacrifice for them. So I think right. that's the thing is, and you know, my main concern is I'm just worried about you. Like I'm just worried that you will you'll just wear your, yourself out because of this time you're pouring into this Bernie thing and that it won't actually do enough good to, for how much it hurts you. <sighs> yeah. I mean, all I can say though, is at least we're making a dent here where, where there, there is a discussion, but I will say after December 19th, I have to slow down because I'm not independently wealthy. And as you know, my phone was off for five days because I could not pay the bill and no one helped me. I mean, everyone, you know, not everyone, people pat you on the shoulder here and there, but nobody offered, can I give you a couple dollars? <laughs> and, and that was actually sad for me because I'm not doing this for myself. I'm really doing it for not just the country, but for the world. Do you know that there's a lot of Bernie groups on Facebook that are from all around the world? I don't see this like of other supporters, like for other, um, candidates maybe you know, i didn't look point. hard enough but... Monique, that's a very good point because i happen to know like for example my friends in the uk they are bernie supporters but they're not in america <laughs> you know it's it's kind of interesting especially jamie you know um and so you, yeah you're right i haven't seen people from other countries um advocating for clinton or trump but they like bernie <laughs> going back to the f word of course to get back on All right topic, we want to get back on the topic <laughs> the british the british friends the british guys they love to say their f word they're like you f and wanker or whatever they say i mean well as far as i know the f word was invented in england because it, it meant fornicate under Command of King. I really? I don't know. There was some sort of a war or something or or a melding of societies or whatnot. And it's kind of like today it, what is happening in some countries where the population is declining or people are having less children and they're advertising to have children. I believe this was happening in maybe Russia or Australia. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. You can Google it. But <laughs> they're not going on TV and saying, I want you to F. <laughs> because it it turned into a statement that was like just so plain derogatory. And it just, to me, the F word, 
this is what the sound effect would be for the F word. I mean, if you could get a visual of that, it's so upsetting to me, which is why, you know, I mean, again, I don't want to discredit people that are in a marriage, want to have children or, you know, I personally think there's too many children in the world. You can adopt, you can foster, but yeah, um, agreed there, you you know, know. like, let's face it. I feel that sex, I mean, there's friction involved. There's pounding. Even if the woman is, oh, wow. I hope that. (laughs) <laughs> I'm getting pretty detailed here, but I'll just yeah, lay it all out. a little bit too out. detailed for me, Monique. <laughs> <laughs> Even if the female is like on top, you know, and it's gentle, there's still like something that's going on where there's some sort of manipulation of body parts. And then, of course, there's the um, the fluids and things like that. So, I mean, maybe that would be the, the more gentle approach. But I... I'm just saying that it's a lot of times it's very barbaric. (laughs) And, and if you, and if you say let's F, I mean, that's like just total, that's just total caveman, like brutality. So I don't like the F word. And again, people, they just don't think of the, of the meaning they don't, but guess what? A lot of people don't think of the meaning of other things. Yeah, you're, you're, they don't have the time or they're not that deep or they haven't been educated or a combination. Yeah, I myself, I am one of those people that I'm a deep thinker. I've been educated and and whatnot. And, and like I'm I'm lacking time. But guess what? As I get older and whatnot, I don't have the I don't have the leisure you know, again, I'm not independently wealthy and I'm not like Socrates where I could just, you know, sit around and think and then teach the students this. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. if I was getting paid for this, that would be a different thing, which which brings me to the uh, t- to announce again, Chandler, we've mentioned this before. It would be very great if we would have some sponsors that you know, kind of, that appreciate some of the things that we have to say, especially veganism, because, um, you know, it is, it is growing and restaurants can triple their profits. That's been proven, you know, not as much maintenance in making vegan food as dealing with animal bones and skins and all that yuck stuff. Yeah. So it would be great if we could, if we could get you know, be compensated a bit because I do feel that we're, we're changing the world, even if it's only inch by inch. I feel like a snail. (laughs) Well, I I like snails. So (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, I was thinking, you know, I would really like to promote, you know, companies with vegan products anyway, particularly like I want to promote like Garden of Life because they have great stuff. And then you sent a link to that Sun Foods thing, I think it was. I mean, there are great companies that that, that sell all kinds of great things. They're, they're, and they're, and I, I'm sure you know of a lot of good vegan uh, restaurants and other companies out in California because there's a lot more out there than there is in Missouri, I can tell you that. Um, so yeah, like, but I mean, I, I want to promote that stuff anyway. And so the idea that we would actually, if we actually could set up to actually get paid for advertising, that would be even better. If I'm just not sure how to go about all that, but it, it's quite simple. Like, if even if we added advertisement clips to our audio files i would know how to do that if we had a like a one minute clip or something and just to to put in like like now a message from our sponsor and then play something you know what i mean oh that would be wonderful and yeah the garden of life um person i actually emailed once i i didn't hear back but hey that doesn't mean we can't try again because i really admire him actually wait a minute i heard him speak in person but i didn't have a chance to ask a question because he had to hurry off the stage he was at a conference called total oh take back your health take back your health um and 
this was a man that he was practically dying at age 22. There were all sorts of things wrong with him. And he totally took back his health by eating the raw, mainly vegan diet. But he talked about um, raw dairy as well. I mean, unfortunately, but not not what we see as far as factory farming where they're thrusting, um, you know, their arms and stuff up uh, up a cow, you know, to inseminate right. and whatnot. Right, and, and, and absolutely. And see, here's the deal. I happen to know uh, about, like, raw milk and stuff, which I'm not going to deny that raw milk is healthier than, you know, the pasteurized, modified other milk that is actually sold mainstream. But the main point and the reason that we're vegan is because that milk is for the cows. It's produced by the mother's udders for the baby cows. And and that's why we're vegan because we don't support the killing of those cows just so that we humans can drink the milk of another animal. Because quite frankly, that's weird. That I mean, not only is it murder and rape involved in in the industry, but isn't that a little weird to for one animal to be buying and selling and drinking the milk of another animal that that seems weird to me it is and pink the artist pink uh from philadelphia where i was born she has a music video i forget what the song is but if you've ever seen it um there's parts of the video where a milk machine is connected to women's chests I mean, they're not showing any skin or whatnot, but she's <laughs> instead of cows, it's like the women are giving the milk, you know, and she's a vegetarian. She might be vegan by now. She's been a long time vegetarian. Yeah. See, maybe, we I, could I have, love maybe we could have her on the show. That would be great. Hey, that's not a bad <laughs> idea. But I do love that example because here to put it this way. If some other species of animal or aliens from outer space were doing to humans what humans are doing to those cows, uh, the humans would not like it. And then they would see why the cows don't like it and everybody would be vegan if they made that mental connection there. And that's how I made the mental connection between the dairy because I mentioned before on an episode that I became vegetarian with this spiritual epiphany. It just hit me like, wow, I'm a fragile creature eating eating other fragile creatures. And a cow's life spun around in my head like, wow, we manipulate these little baby cows just so we can kill them. What if we did that to humans? But I didn't know about the dairy and the egg industry. I thought that that was still okay. So for five years, I was in la-la land thinking, oh, I'm not eating meat. That's a good thing, even though people were poking fun at me and whatnot. I was in New Jersey. It was very difficult at that time. I lost relationships, and it, it was difficult on uh, on some other relationships, but friends and family. Um, but when I came to California, I, I just one day, for some reason, I'm like, oh, I think I'm going to just eliminate all animal products for a week and see how that goes. And you know, which I had never thought about doing before. But at this point, five years into the game, haven't eaten meat. Why not just like not eat animals at all? Like, and so simultaneously, I went to this festival. It was called World Fest in Van Nuys, California. And that's the first time that I saw the factory farm documentaries. And one I will never forget and I know you've seen it as well, where a cow, her udder was probably two and a half times the size that it should be. It was so inflamed that she could not stand up. And I made that connection that you just said. What if that was me? What if I had been raped so much or impregnated, you know, so much, however it happened, you know, and I was made to give so much that I couldn't stand up. And then knowing that I'm not even going to, you know, be put on like some nice Hawaiian tropical island and have all my needs taken care of for the rest of my life under a tiki bar. Instead, I would have to like go into a slaughterhouse and be killed. Yeah, think of, think of it. 
Yeah, exactly. Think of it. I mean, it it's bad way. enough that I'm volunteering and then like my phone service gets disconnected and no one offered me a dollar. That's bad enough. But the bad thing is if I was a cow, yeah, raped, given all my milk and then killed. Now that would just be the end. So yeah. I, I, I am blessed for what I have. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the thing is uh, sometimes the way I look at it is no matter what I'm experiencing in my life, I know there are billions of farm animals who have it worse. So yes, I'm lucky in the sense that I happen to be born a human and don't quite experience those same things, but it's just as bad that it happens to them as if it happened to me, which is why I don't want to encourage it. And it's really difficult because, you know, people just don't see it. It didn't take me very long to see it after I just read some books about it and just realized that, yes, there is murder and rape that goes on. And so it, it's, it's very tricky because what it comes down to is those animals get no reward. All, they they have to give all of that, and then their re, only reward is being killed. They're, so their entire life is bad, and that's just torture, and no human would want that done to them, so why are they doing that to others? Exactly. And I'm just going to go into politics for 30 seconds. Don't yell at me! <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> See, when I look at Donald Trump, I feel that he has really just degraded a lot of people throughout his life and walked on a lot of people and whatnot. And yet, in the end, he gets to be president, you know, whereas someone like Sanders, although not perfect or whatnot, I real, I really. And, and by the way, he's not struggling. I mean, he just bought a very nice home, <laughs> uh, but. I feel that he feels more for the struggling population and he's never he always remained an independent until he went for president because he knew that he had to in order to be president. And, you know, I, I mean, he really hasn't stepped on people so far as we know. And then he gets, you know, he gets the short end of the stick. And this is just how I look at life like I just want people to be rewarded for their kindness, their intentions, and for what they put on this earth. And too many times there are people that are rewarded for putting more negative negativity than positivity. And I just kind of wonder, how does that happen? And religious folks will say, oh, it's the work of the devil or whatnot that makes that happen. But now it's like so many religious people have voted for Trump that I don't know what it is. That doesn't make sense, that argument uh, anymore. Okay, now here, here's, a, here's, a, here's a thought, Monique, and I'm saying this as kind of a joke, but this, this is just an interesting thought. Maybe, uh, at, you know, these mainstream established religions are the work of the devil. <laughs> Here, that's just a thought for the religious people out there. Maybe Christianity is and Islam and Judaism are the work of the devil. Did they ever think of that? I'm beginning, to, I'm beginning to think you're right. At least maybe originally the intentions were good, but it has really gotten so corrupt to the point where politics, bad politics have entered it, and it doesn't promote progressive change. Um you know, even the Pope, he has a degree in science and he believes in climate change. He's been speaking out and that's why a lot of people like him. I mean, there has been some change made, not a lot, but some. But when people continue to um, harp on traditions that are actually more negative than positive, all in the name of religion... You know, this this makes it bad. And actually, that's why my mother, she sent me to public high school because I went to Catholic school for eight years and she felt that. Sorry, mom, I'm giving all your secrets away. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she thought there were more hypocrites in the Catholic Church, like, you know, in the school than 
in the public school. And also because I was so sensitive that she thought it would loosen me up. (laughs) Well, I was, I didn't even say a curse until I think ninth grade. And then it was just like the D word. And, um, I, uh, you're like, what's the D word? You know. Yeah, I think I know what the word is. Uh, but Monique, here's an interesting thing. Now, I noticed that you have a tendency to not actually want to say the words. Um, you just want to say, you know, or the F word or the D word or the M word, you know. And yet everyone knows what you mean. Like, like I, I'm, I'm, like, I'm, like, with me personally, I'm okay with saying it, but only in the context of saying what it means and why we shouldn't be saying it in the first place. <laughs> And I know, and I do do that sometimes, but I first get a bit shy because I feel seriously that it changes the energy of my ambience. It really does. Like when I just said that quietly, like I just felt the energy change around me. I'm just sensitive like that. Yeah, well, you know, Mm -hmm. there's one thing I want to mention is, you know, it's been a long time since I've gone to the skating rink. It is kind of far away, and I don't like to come back in the dark. Um, but when I used to go to the skating rink um, near here, there's this one song by Avril Lavigne. Avril Lavigne's the singer. And you may know it. It's called Girlfriend. You know, yes. and it's a re- it's a really awful song. The lyrics. Um, but there's this one part where she's like, you know. Hell yeah, I'm the mother effing princess. And me being the autistic weirdo that I am, I think, hmm, what does this mean? Like, and, and, and I just got to think about it, about it, and I'm like, hell yeah, I'm the mother effing princess. And, and it's really hard to make sense out of it, but people hear that they may not even notice it because the the music itself the instrumental the electronic sounds all that stuff people are hearing that but i can't help but wonder if the words of these the terrible lyrics of these things are still going into people's subconscious and still affecting their behavior and that's what i'm worried about and you want to know something interesting monique that particular verse of that which i know is in that song when they released that same song for the, um, let's see, I believe it's called Just Dance. Like they had the series of Just Dance video games for the Wii. And they removed that verse from the song. They actually removed it and censored that out. So I thought that was interesting. Like because it was a game geared towards kids and they wanted to remove, you know, those types of violent sexual language from it. I thought that was very interesting that they did that. Right. Well, and I still think that they're removing it from little kids, but once they get to be older, the video game industry doesn't give a darn. I'll say darn. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I was at this, there was a time that I didn't have a computer. So I was always at this internet cafe And there'd be all these gamers there. And one time, a guy said, F the B. I mean, whatever, you know, I'll just say it. See, if I say it, the energy around me is going to change. But, okay, everybody knows what F the B, F the B, right? Like, I'm sitting in front of this guy. And it made me feel really uncomfortable. And I went to the counter, and I... I told whoever was there and they said that they would mention it to him. But like this, I don't know what was happening on his screen, but this kind of violent, um, you know, storylines and whatnot, it's really taken a toll on American society. In fact, my mother said that she was reading something in the news where the reason that people are driving so recklessly and with such impatience than they ever did is because of these video games. They're so used to being on the controls and whatnot and being so uptight about it. I feel that that, I feel that that holds true. Another thing with the F word I want to talk about is the military. I believe that there is a cleaning up of the military because ever since 
it's been coming out that so many women have been raped. Like one out of three women have been sexually assaulted in the military and, and, and by their own compadres. Well, they weren't compadres. Their oh, own... They only were compadres, Monique. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, their own colleagues and whatnot. But, I mean, they, you know, they drink, they smoke. I, I mean, no wonder some of them, like, you know, they go out of their mind. Like, they go to bars after. Look, I know it. That's so tough. War is tough. But, you know, some of these soldiers, they come back, actually, and they become um, law officers and then these law officers are acting like soldiers and I feel that some of them that's why they've really treated people badly because because they have that war mentality but going back to the f word you know I'm sure you've heard of many military people and you said that you were in the navy for a bit I'm sure you heard the yeah, drop. yeah, I, I heard, more yeah, there than ever. Yeah, that's that seems like I heard more more of the F word than I heard anything else there. And I and, and I, they're supposed to be protecting us, Chandler. So when somebody's dropping the F bomb constantly, but they're supposed to be my protector, I, I don't feel safe with that, you know, because I feel that I feel what are they really I know that we I know that there needs to be a defense. I understand this and I'm grateful, but at the same time, it changes them in such a way that I think they become, I don't, I mean, well, look, I don't want to generalize, but let, let's face it. We've, we've seen news stories where soldiers, they've raped women from other countries and then they've killed them A Vietnam war. They would put rifles up their vaginas. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, let's just consider for a moment that the military is about killing people. So the, them raping people isn't really that much of a stretch, you know? Like, I know that people in America, they have this bizarre respect for the military, and they, and they view um, militaries and war as a necessary evil and all that sort of thing. Yet I wholly disagree with the idea. You know, yeah. it's especially weird given that I joined the Navy, but I, I feel that was a, a thing of, done of ignorance when I didn't know what I was getting into because it's it doesn't at all reflect how I wish the world to be. I really don't think there should be a military. Well, that it was an eye-opener for you, and I'm not going to say either way um, how I feel about that, but I will say that Tolstoy the great Tolstoy who wrote War and Peace. Uh, he came from a well-to-do family in Russia or Soviet Union, whatever it was back then. They've changed their name so many times. And war was supposed to be this elite reward that you you know, went into. And all Tolstoy saw was carnage. And that's why he became a vegetarian which is really hard to do in Russia because they like their meat over there. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, also, oh, I just want to make mention too. Einstein, it said that he was a, he became a vegetarian in the last year of his life because he invented the atomic bomb, but he never wanted it to be used on anyone in, in like in war and whatnot. He said, don't use it. And they used it. And look at, all the hundreds of thousands of people that perished in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. And he was so distraught about that, that he, it, rumor says that he, he became vegetarian the last year of his life. Yeah, and you know, to this day, people are still trying to justify the, the dropping of those bombs and trying to somehow make it sound like it was a good thing and it wasn't no matter how much they try to twist and stretch it it just wasn't a good thing that all these civilians who had nothing to do with anything were killed absolutely what were you going to say before i yeah what i wanted to say is let's let's be completely straight here you know the whole point of celibacy and veganism at least for me is about nonviolence. it's about not hurting it's about not killing 
And to fit in with our theme about, about the F word, the F word is a violent word. It's not exactly the type uh, of word that someone following ahimsa or nonviolence is going to want to use because it is a violent word. It's a word for, you know, violent sex in a way. And I just wish that people would think about that. There's just nothing there's just nothing funny. There's nothing positive about constantly using a word that's about hurting someone. And people think it's funny. I I must say, I love you, compadre, for saying that because I I've never heard a person actually state that like you are. Neither man nor woman. I mean, most men definitely would not. Maybe a few women, but I, you're a conscious individual, and um, I don't know what makes people conscious. I, I, I feel, I, I feel that there's a combination of things that can help it along, but I don't think that there's just one secret ingredient because some people came from seriously nothing and they can become the most conscious person, uh, you know, of the world. They yeah, can. Well, you know, what's interesting about it, Monique, there's this, there's this movie. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's called short circuit. Have you heard of it? I've heard of it. Have never seen it. Oh, it's, it's, it's an amazing movie. It's about this robot. There's these series of robots and this robot he gets struck by lightning and then he becomes conscious and he becomes living and he has a memory and he learn keeps learning things and it's amazing and so i feel like like i'm one robot out of many but i got i got hit in the head with something and somehow there's something wrong with my brain in the right way <laughs> <laughs> if that makes sense, like something happened to me to make me hyper conscious, conscious about and aware of what I'm saying, what I'm doing in a way that I wish could be transferred on to others. And I'm still looking for a way for others to reach that same level of awareness or, as some would say, enlightenment. Yes. And well, you've said that you have Asperger's syndrome and one of the one of the symptoms, I guess, I don't know what you would call it, is that you're supposed to be like sensitive and like philosophical and whatnot. But to me, it seems like someone, it, to me, it seems like there shouldn't be a condition for this. Yeah. It's to me, of, it seems yeah. that, as just as you said, that people should be conscious, conscious and not stated that, oh, they were born normal. I don't think anyone was born normal. Everybody has something about them. But you know what I'm saying. Hey, you it's know. boring to be normal. Let's be weird. <laughs> <laughs> or unique. Um, but it's just, I, I, I don't know. So I understand what you're saying. Like, you feel like you got hit on the head and, you know, something like got knocked right into the play into place because so many people are born into this world and some of them they never get it to their deathbed they never get it some of them grow into it but i just feel bad too because more and more people as i talked about the person at the grocery store and by the way even though i'm limited on time I feel like I'm going to bring that voter registration form to that grocery store and hope the guy is there. Well, he says if he's there 40 hours a week, maybe he'll he'll be there when I'm there. Let's hope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, and, and yeah I mean, people are like pushed to the max with working and whatnot, and it doesn't allow them to be conscious. Conscience. Yeah. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, and I wanted to mention, Monique, that originally we were talking about doing a half-hour show, and it's been nearly an hour, and I was afraid that would happen, and I still need to get going, need to take my shower and get to bed and all that, but I didn't want to, you know, cut short this conversation, um, so, but yeah, we do need to end this, um, but... Well, now, wait, wait one minute. Don't scream at me. 
This is why I'm voting for Sanders, was pushing for Sanders because he wanted education for all and wanted people to be paid for their work where they're not struggling and they're on welfare because they're they're working 40 hours a week and some people still have to be on welfare. Okay, end of my saga. But yes, we did say this was going to be half an hour show. I do feel that we flowed into some topics that were well interwoven into our F topic. And, uh, yeah, I, I just hope that people listen to this and those who don't like the F word can find some comfort in what we're saying it and, and please share it, you know, especially to the younger people that think that this is like a cool thing. And it really isn't, it truly does change the energy around you. And it has, it has a definition that, you don't want to be associated with take the higher road change the world that's cool yeah and here's a thought monique maybe maybe that we can use this for a future show but if people need to have words they exclaim multiple times in their speeches maybe we need positive words we just need replacement you know some cruelty free words to replace the f word the d word all those words we we could create a new f word create a new d word that are positive words that have a good meaning Well, absolutely. And sometimes people, you know, they'll joke and they'll say, son of a beach ball, you know, and I don't know. I mean, it depends. Like, oh, here, here's, my, here's one of my I just pers- can't stand that because it's it seems like they're antagonizing you. They'll do that uh, to like teachers or whatnot. I know. But, but, yeah, I know what you mean. But here's one of my favorites that I heard. Son of a biscuit eater. <laughs> that one struck me funny because i was totally expecting the other word and got that instead (laughs) and i like biscuits as long as they're vegan and they don't have palm oil because palm oil is devastating to the uh the rainforest which is why i i won't eat french fries at fast food restaurants anymore as well if i know that they've been uh dipped in palm oil or or beef grease. I didn't. Oh gosh, I uh, won't say it, but I didn't know there was like one of them that they're still using beef grease. And I had eaten some fries, and now now I won't yeah, do that you again. N- you just never, I mean, they're not good for you anyway. They could cause cancer, but you know, once in a while. But now, never. Not at least if it's palm oil or yeah, beef oil. Yeah, you just never know where that stuff's been. Yeah. Yeah, well, I guess we should end this. So, should we do a goodbye for our episode? Finally, I'm using the F word. Yeah, we should that, wrap that, it up. Yeah, yeah. my friend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Thanks for listening to Celebrate Vegan Compadres. We've been talking um, about the F word and how we need to be conscious of the words we use and and Monique also mentioned Bernie Sanders a lot (laughs) so I did I don't recall him using the f word at all he was a total class act leave your comments here and if you have any uh words any positive words that we can use in place of these uh vulgarities that change the energy around you Please leave them. Oh, Chandler, I got to mention one more thing. I'm, when you said the Avril Lavigne uh, th- about the, the, the princess, I want you to know that when I was at a skating rink, I heard that Rihanna song, the S&M song. And in the music video, there's like newspaper clippings floating around that say Princess Slut of the Illuminati. I thought what you were going to say is you were at the time you were mentioning, is it like the devil that's controlling, like, you know, the corporations and music? I mean, it said that uh, Lucifer was an angel of music, like a fallen angel or whatnot. And, you know, Katy Perry, unless this is a hoax, there's a video on YouTube where she pledges her soul to the devil again you know whether or not you believe in that i don't think it's funny stuff especially if you're you know a pop star and your your fans are 10 year olds um well let me say well since i I wasn't gonna say anything but since you brought that up here's what i have to say is i may not believe it but it's still a religious myth that represents evil it represents something bad and therefore i don't find it funny 
you know what I mean? Just because I'm an atheist and don't think it's real doesn't mean that it's a positive thing to say. Absolutely. And maybe sometime, I won't get into it now, I'll tell you about the time when I worked with an artist whose name actually had uh, that word in it. And he said it's because he didn't fear this uh, mythical character with negative connotations, mythical or not, I don't know. And um, I never got my proper credit. And um, to this day, um, yeah, this person's doing really well. And uh, all the hard work, I, yeah, I have nothing to show for it. So I should have never have worked with someone with this dark of a name. But I see, I wasn't thinking right. I wasn't on the conscious level. But I, I can tell you right now, I would not even, even if we made up and whatnot, I wouldn't want to work a song under that name because it wouldn't, it wouldn't make me feel right, even if it was like a decent message. But um, right. yeah, like the uh, oh, I told the skating rink that um you know, it was a negative song, you know, and their kids and stuff. And actually, were there kids? Maybe there weren't. I don't remember that part. Shouldn't have said that. Backtrack. But anyway, I said, you know, the song is kind of negative. And, and I was really rebuffed, hardcore, like pretty much like felt like I shouldn't go back to the place. And what I was saying to you before, where those who speak like really negative and whatnot, they seem to be the greatest that are compensated. That goes with those artists as well. These musical artists that put this negative stuff out, whether it's because it, whether it's of their own accord or because the record label is forcing them. See, I don't feel like anybody can force you unless they have a gun to your head. I think that you can leave. That's what I think. I, I, you know, I don't know what their contract is, but I don't, I don't feel that it says that you have to say, you know, like I pledge my soul to the devil or the F word in your contract. I don't think. Yeah, so. I should hope that's not in the contract because that's pretty I don't scary. Think so. I, I will tell you though, one time in a movie that I was in, that the contract I had to sign was if I saw uh, any like drugs or alcohol being done on the set, that I was not to report to the uh, that to the media. And I felt weird signing that. Not that I was going to go to the media, but just that I had to sign the fact that, you know, I wasn't going to report <laughs> that there might be drugs and alcohol. I mean, you know, that that made me cringe to do that. And I actually told Screen Actors Guild about that. But um, yeah. But 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 seriously, like I just I just feel that our we 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 definitely need a shift where the good people are getting the rewards, you know, and, and not the people in these high places that we know that have been corrupt, like some of the people that Trump is electing into his, his panel. I mean, people that were involved in the, the whole, you know, the, 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 the mortgage scheme and stuff. I, it just, it's time for a change. So, Hopefully, you know, we can change some of the electors' minds for Sanders. And But whatever the case is, whoever we put in, it's really up to ourselves. And we have to be vocal about it. And I thank you so much for being my co-host on this podcast. Because a lot of times, we're not allowed to say this stuff, you know, in our workplace. We could get fired or whatnot. And if we're just walking around in public, people think, you know, you might have a screw loose or something. Unfortunately, that's how it is. Like, I did... I did a positive post on a media Facebook site today and, 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 a, and a little icon went up with Lucy from Peanuts. It said, can I help you mental ward? Yeah, well, <laughs> seriously, Monique, I need to get going. I've been saying I need to end this podcast for a I'm long sorry, time. Sorry, <laughs> but I just said, is this meant for you? But, but anyway, so please share this and let's spread positivity and be as vocal as you can be in your life when you can. Yeah. Well said, Monique. Um, thank you for listening and we'll be back with more episodes soon. Thank you for listening to Solid Vegan Compadres. Goodbye.